Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2147. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Los Angeles, California, where it's a little humid today, kind of rare, but it's always sunny, with a very special guest by the name of Arabian Prince. Arabian, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Hey, let's put the clutch down, let's skip first gear, get it all the way up to (laughs) Let's go. Lay some stripes, as they say. Uh, Something you know how to do. Now, before I give you an introduction and we dive into a unique world, and my listeners right now are going, wait, Arabian Prince, isn't he a rapper, a song? What is he doing on Cars? Yeah, this will be interesting, and I promise you, listeners, it will be. But I want to ask you something that might spur an interesting answer, because you're so well-known. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you? Wow. You know what? I'm going to tell you guys, tell you here. Okay. One thing you don't know is I'm a big SpongeBob fan. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Holy. Whoa. Yeah, but- <laughs> no kidding. What? And well, I kind of understand because my kids were watching that when they were little. And I have to say, I sat there and kind of looked over their shoulder and laughed. That show is funny. Oh, yeah. It's a funny show. I love it because, you know, it actually originated from teaching kids about the ocean. I'm all about education and stuff like that. So teaching kids about the ocean. And then it's kind of a little bit of a warp show. It's for kids, but, you know, it's kind of got that kind of twisted thing that I love about it. And, you know, he drives a really, really cool car, the <laughs> paddy wagon. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know I, that's why I forgot about that. It's fun, these cartoon shows that do have this bit of a adult twist that the kids would never pick up on those nuances but you know you go back to now i'm an older guy but go back to popeye the sailor man there's some very bizarre stuff going on in that cartoon oh yeah there are yeah there is i love it well there we go we learned something about arabian today i love it that's why i like that question well let me give you a proper introduction arabian prince is an american rapper singer songwriter record producer dj technologist pro gamer futurist tech investor and a founding member of of course nw a, one of the most well-known hip-hop groups in music. He has been a well-known name in the music industry for more than four decades and has received recognition for his work as an entrepreneur and an investor. His most recent endeavors include becoming the CEO of Driven Performance DAO, which aims to develop the first world-class carbon-neutral racetrack, a raceway club, an advanced simulator for electric vehicles, and a racing metaverse. You regular listeners will remember Driven's co-founder, Sam Rabinowitz. Has was the guest here on Cars, yeah? So now we get to hear another side to this driven adventure. Arabian also co-founded MD Dow, which seeks to disrupt and reimagine the healthcare industry. Boy, it needs some help. And create the first medical metaverse. My gosh. Arabian has been featured in Yahoo Finance, Market Watch Forbes, and Hype Magazine, just to name a few. This is going to be a fun ride. Sit tight. Keep the seatbelts tight. We're going to thank our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to go on a great ride. Be right back. I love Covercraft's new five-layer all-climate cover. It was developed and engineered for 
anything Mother Nature can throw our way. It's very soft, breathable, and easy to store and pampers your paint and interior surfaces, providing maximum UV, rain, dust, and snow protection. Add their Gust Guards for windy conditions for extra protection. Their five-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with a quality and attention that's been their standard since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code ya 21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just type in the word yeah, Y-E-A-H, Two one at checkout. Yeah, twenty one at Covercraft.com. Covercraft protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby seat, with its patented full-flat design, allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand. Convenient side trays hold your car care products, tools, cloths, or a tasty beverage. Built for the toughest driveways and garage tests, the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface, and it makes a great around-the-home adjustable stool for hobbies, yard work, or take it to the car show. The full-flat design makes storage a breeze. Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E Seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience today. That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. And when you're there, make sure you check out two special offers for Cars Yeah listeners with 17 to 22% discounts on your Bumby seat. Get yours today. 
So, Arabian, we are back. So, we're going to dive a little deeper into the corner. Something, no doubt, a guy like you, you've been on the track, you love to race, you know what that's all about. But I'm going to take you back a little bit before we get into what you're doing today. How did you get into the music industry? Oh, wow, man. As a young kid, you know, I was an only child, and my mother was very overprotective of me growing up in Compton. So, you know, I hung out a lot more with family than, you know, people on the streets, my uncles and cousins and things like that, who were actually the crazy people in the street. <laughs> Your mom just didn't know. <laughs> she didn't know. She knew, but, you know, she knew that they would protect me. Yes. So, and they were really, really into music, really deep into vinyl records and music. Um, they and A lot of them ended up in the military. So when they would come back from overseas, they would bring a lot of musical stuff like synthesizers and, you know, oh, wow. stereo systems, vinyl records and things like that. My mother was also a classically trained pianist and music teacher. So that's kind of how I got in. And the last statement I'll make is when I turned 15, you know, I wasn't really allowed to go to the little school dances and stuff like that. I would be the first one at the party and the last one to leave. So <laughs> that's how I got in. Well, you're very fortunate and you already know this to have a mom like that, that uh, cared for you so much to keep an eye out for you. And of course, Compton, known as being a challenging area in many, many ways, but it has spurred an incredible amount of talent and music in the industry. So I'm very happy uh, that you went into this role. Now, four decades in the music industry has taught you a lot of things, I suspect. You are one of those very smart guys. I, I attribute you to like a uh, famous athletes who have figured out I've got to do more than just what I'm doing in this industry, i.e. investing, looking out for my future. How did that part of your world come about? Because you're a prolific investor and you do so many different things versus just the music. Where did that come from? Yeah. So, you know, when I made my first record at 16 years old, I was you know, one blessed enough to have a record come out that actually did pretty well and you know i started getting checks at 16 i was like whoa money yes and then I, <laughs> danger <laughs> there you go and then i go back to mention that overprotective mother i had who was like oh you're not just going to be spending money all over the place you're going to we're going to get you an accountant and an attorney and kind of figure this thing out and i got an accountant back in the day which was rare we're looking at like 84 maybe oh, 85 yeah. And he was really into tech and no one knew about tech in the 80s. It was just starting to kind of peak up. You had the Apples and the you know, IBMs and then Microsoft was so new with DOS and all of these things. And he was like, hey, let's take some of your money and put it over here. And I'm like, no, let's take some of my money and put it in a car. <laughs> of course. Yeah. 16 year old kid. I don't I, my future's way over there. I, I don't even want to think about that. Right, right. So I was able to do both, like take some and put it in some stocks early on and then buy a car, but not the car I really wanted initially. But, you know, it was a good car. And next thing I know, that money grew and grew and grew. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I like this tech thing. Yes. <laughs> so it was a, it's been a wild ride. Wow. You know, tremendous. Again, wow. What a mom. You probably pinch yourself every day. Well, let's talk about how you've gotten involved in other things other than music, because people that know your music, they know about you probably a lot more about you than you would ever want them to know. But I'm more interested in your involvement in investing. And particularly, let's start with Driven, because I had Sam on the show not too long ago. Now, here's another unique individual, a physician, but he just can't sit still and he's getting involved <laughs> in other things. I asked Sam, I said, hey, I'm 
going to ask you this. How, do you ever sleep at night? Because all the, the balls he has in the air and the things he's doing. But Driven is really a cool deal. And it was spurred, of course, out of his experience buying a Tesla and his wife wouldn't drive the car because it was like too sophisticated and so forth. And his wife, Jude, was a guest on Cars yeah, as well. So we can get her perspective. What drove you, excuse the pun, drove you to get involved with Driven? Well, actually, I was introduced to Sam through one of my um, co-founders and business partners from my MD DAO, the medical metaverse, that they um, gave me responsibility and made me the CEO. And, you know, we had this vision of building a healthcare system that gave people access. So they voted me the CEO and I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll do it. You know? <laughs> and then um, one of my partners, who's a doctor as well, said, hey. And once you meet this guy, Sam, I know you got, you know, you drive fancy cars and you race and you love and have passion for sports and cars and all these things and racing and tracks. I want you to meet him. And I talked to him and he was like, hey, you know, I know this is not a, as big as the meta, medical metaverse thing, but maybe you could be the CEO of this, too. And I'm like, OK, now I've got two responsibilities. It's going to cut into my golfing. Yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> OK, so <laughs> that's how kind of how we got in. And as he told me about his vision of creating carbon neutral racetracks for EVs and really, really getting into that. I'm like, I'm all in. Yeah, this is really fascinating. And I learned a bit more about the concept of Dow uh, from Sam, and I've looked into a little bit more, and it's a really interesting process and in how the whole things work. And this medical aspect, I want to touch on that briefly because the medical industry has so radically changed and it's become so complex. And I have a lot of friends who are doctors that are very frustrated with the new system as it ties to medical insurance, and they feel like they can't give enough time to their patients because they've got to do all this other stuff. The MD DAO, is that in your mind helping streamline that to provide more access to people, easier access to doctors and medicine? Oh yeah, 1000%. I mean, that's totally our vision is to create a system where healthcare professionals, health and wellness, regular people in a mental health, even psychedelic medicine, like all of the things that are popping up now as people explore more uh, preventative healthcare, we want to kind of put all of that stuff in a bubble. So where everybody kind of plays nice, like, okay. And then we want to give access to people that don't have higher tier access to healthcare and put them in that same bubble. So now that someone who has no healthcare at all, but has a cell phone can come into our medical metaverse and actually get the help and, you know, actually rewards because we're creating a reward system to uh, help keep people healthy. So imagine in a reward system, if you exercise more, if you eat better, you'll get incentives and that will actually help you become healthier. Wow, that's tremendous. You know, another thing I did want to mention is you're big in the uh, the gaming world. And one of the products you have right now, I believe on Indiegogo, is M Classic. It's a plug and play graphic processor for games. Is that right? That's correct, sir. Well, tell me about that. Yeah. So uh, and this is this is kind of like me. I, I I'm a self-proclaimed Willy Wonka slash, you know, um, Willy Wonka, Walt Disney, SpongeBob. You take all those things and you put them together. I'm a mad scientist <laughs> and I'm a creator and a futurist. And I was at an event. I was at uh, E3, which is a big gaming event in L.A. And I met a friend that was like, hey, I want you to meet this guy. He's got this amazing product and it's a cable called M-Cable that can take any video and up res it to 4k in your real time whoa and, wow, 
now that can't be true. Let me check this thing out. So I went and checked it out and I found out that it actually works. And I'm like, wow. So um, talking to the guy, the issue was he wasn't really moving this thing like, you know, like gangbusters. It was selling, but it wasn't selling like he wanted. And I, I started looking at it. I'm like, it's because it's a cable. No one wants to spend two, three hundred bucks on a cable. Let's, you know, let me partner with you and let me figure this out. So I designed in classic this dongle that looks cool and hip that you plug into your video game console and it does the same thing. You know, um, everybody has a 4K TV, but nothing actually streams in 4K. Nothing actually plays in 4K. So that was my vision. And, and now it's like a top rated product product out there and it's selling like crazy. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's super cool. Yeah, I went and looked at Indiegogo and I'll put a link to it for you listeners that are interested in this. It looks like it's doing really well. Uh, I have another past guest who uh, created something called a Bumby Seat, which is a sit-on creeper for detailing cars and so forth. He just launched his Indiegogo this week, uh, which is pretty cool. That's a neat platform for people to get things out there. Uh, for everyone to be aware of. And I love the way they promote. But I want to get back to cars with you because you like fast cars. You've been in a world where you can afford to have cool cars because of your profession and your success. Racing, though, tell me a little bit about your racing. Yeah. So, you know, and I always tell people this story. I'm glad it happened when I was young. I got my car that I mentioned that I really wanted. You know, my first ever car was a 76 Mercury Capri. And I would always look at these cars. They were really, really cool. They were like really sporty. And I was able to get my hands on one. And we had like a little Capri club in in the city and we fixed them up. And I put my own, you know, dual uh, Weber side draft carburetors on there and worked on the engine myself, all this stuff from books because there was no internet back then. I kind of taught myself how to, you know, make it better in looking at some of my other friends and the things that they were doing. I remember one day we're going down the street, not too far from where I was living. And I decided not racing at all or knowing much about, you know, what cars can do. I decide I'm going to just slam on the gas and then go to this corner and like hook slide it and make a turn. (laughs) And I do that. And I remember doing it and the car kind of got a little squirrely, got out of control. I hit like a center divider and kind of bent my wheel underneath the car just a little bit like bent the front a arm or whatever they call it yep yeah and luckily back then in the 80s and you know it was a 76 mercury capri you know you just get it over the hammer and you hammer it back out and you get <laughs> so today if you did it it'd probably be thousands of dollars or whatever but and but that made me respect cars it made me respect like oh that was close let me go learn for real so i would go out and with my uncle and really, really learn how to drive. And ever since then, man, I've been you know, enamored and wanting to race. And I race at Willow Springs, but Willow all over the country. I go out and, you know, race. Yeah, you know, super fun. Those cars are cool. The old kind of some of the original hatchbacks. And it reminds me a lot of the Toyota Celica GT. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Same look, same kind of feel. I, I always thought those cars were cool. I ended up buying a 79 Scirocco when they first came out. Ooh, I used to love a Scirocco, yeah. Yeah, kind of the same look, that same vibe with the way the back came back. Desario design was cool. But uh, yeah, the Mercury Capri 76, 76. That was the year I graduated from high school. Holy cow. Uh, we've been around a while, I think. <laughs> don't don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. We're still young at heart. We still like to get out there and have fun. You know, somebody like you, and you touched on this about your mom being a driving inspiration. I like to ask people about 
who their driving inspiration was. A key mentor, an influencer. Sounds like you had a great group of family people around you to help drive you in that direction. Would that be a key person or is there someone else maybe in the music industry that was heavily supportive and influential? So it would have to be all my uncles and cousins that I mentioned. Um, And I had a blessed family, even though we grew up in Compton and grew up in the hood, they all had nice cars. Because, you know, once you get into the military, first thing you do, because when you're gone for months and years in the military, you got a bunch of money. Yeah. And when they would come back, I can tell you every car. And that's what really made me passionate about it. My uncle Wayne, who I was the closest to, he had a Dodge Challenger called the Blue Mac. And it had the Hemi shifter in it, right? His brother had the Roadrunner, the Plymouth Roadrunner with the big Roadrunner on the side. Oh, yeah. My other cousin had the Mustang, the Mustang GT from way back then, right? His cousin or his brother had the Barracuda. So everybody around me had like these, yeah, they all had like these high-end you know, muscle cars back then. So that's how I grew up, riding those things every single day. Oh my gosh, nice uh, influence there. Yeah, you named some nice, cool cars back from from in the day. Before we take a break, I want to go back to Driven for just a moment. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, they're doing a lot of different things, Sam. And what was the key part of Driven that drove you, sorry again, another bad pun, drove you to be involved with that organization? Is it particularly in the EV world? Because boy, that's coming on fast. Or does it have to do with the racing? I mean, it kind of ties a lot of things together that you're all about. Yeah. So, you know, I drive AMGs, so I'm not really an EV guy, but I am in the sense that if you look at Formula One and you look at AMG, um, the heritage of AMG, a lot of their uh, race division use hybrids to race, you know, so and we're going into that thing to where Mercedes is getting into the EV space as well. So I'm like, I'm all in for this EV thing. You know, one of my dream cars is a Koenigsegg, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, you know, and they've got that, what, 1600 horsepower EV hybrid car. And I'm like, we're going to the future. So I'm a futurist. I'm going to be a part of the future. So that's why I took this on. So the fact that we got to protect our environment and we got to make things safer for everyone. And, you know, my vision is to see the soccer mom drop her kids off at the school and head out to the track in her Tesla and take her helmet, put it on, go track for a day and come pick her kids up at the end. You know, that's <laughs> my vision is. And I think that's where we're going. Yeah. Hey, mom, what did you do today? Uh, I spent the day at the track. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's the commercial. That's the exact commercial that I want to see happen. You know, what you do? Not much. And then you see like a race helmet in the backseat, you know? <laughs> I just returned from Monterey Car Week and I was at the Quail event and Koenigsegg had a very large display there with that electric vehicle and race car and oh my gosh, those things just make your eyes water. The way EVs are coming on, no doubt those AMGs uh, will all be EV soon. I mean, Porsche's Taycan is just a rocket ship. I had Mark Donahue's son, David, on the show, and he said, that's the best car I've ever driven. And I said, wait a minute, you've driven some insane, you know, he's been racing his whole life. In fact, he helped develop the 918 with Porsche. And he goes, no, the Taycan, that's the car. So yeah, it's incredible what's coming. And these things are fast. Really fast. So having a way to learn how to drive them properly would be a sound advice for all those moms and everybody else, including myself. We'll take a short break. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about a challenge you faced. Boy, the world of music has to be fraught with challenges. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Auto Geeks Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant. 
It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. AutoGeek's Blackfire SiO2 spray sealant is a spray-on, wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire spray sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting, hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Want to hear something crazy? Veterans work on billions of dollars of vehicles, planes, and engines while deployed, but they can't touch our car until they've obtained a certification and training requirements for employment back here at home. That's crazy. Dick Force Foundation Military Transition Fund provides scholarships and grants so our veterans can transition to great careers following their service for this great country. Support Tech Force. Support Tech Force a charity of choice here at Cars yeah, and its workforce development efforts for our veterans by donating at techforce.org today. Okay, so Arabian, let's talk about this. I love the challenge question here on Cars yeah because it has to do with an obstacle, a failure, a challenge, but it's really more about what that experience taught you. I mean, if we don't push things out on the limit, you've done it with music, you've done it on the track, no doubt, we don't get better. And sometimes we find uh, where the edge of the track is in the wall. So take us on a little bit of a rough ride. You know, we're moving into a super fast world of technology and innovation. And I think everybody needs to get on that here's another bad pun. Get on that ride. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I feel better now. Well, talk about a challenge that you faced. What what was a uh, something that really pushed you to your limits? But more importantly, what was that lesson? Well, you know the craziest thing, and I, I don't say this to be arrogant about it. I don't have challenges because I'm such a forward-thinking, futurist kind of guy. You know what I mean? I'm always looking at the future of everything. And stumbles that some people have or, you know, I'll hear people say, oh, I'm frustrated with this or I'm frustrated with that. I'm already looking at the resolution and looking at how can I remedy situations? You know, what I mean, so I look at all of these things as part of the process, as part of instead of hill climbs. So instead of like 
looking at a track and saying, okay, when I get to this part, there's a hill climb and I have to like, you know, like plan for that. I don't look at it that way. I always look at it as open road. Everything is moving in that direction. So unfortunately, I, I don't have any, any things like that. It's just all amazing and all you know, just ideas of future for me. Well, there's a neat aspect to the way you, and normally I wouldn't let somebody get away with this, but I'm going to let you get away with it today. And here's why, because I would love for you to share with listeners out there that are going, oh, come on. The guy spent four decades in the music industry and he never had a problem. Come on, really? But I would love for you to change some mindsets today from listeners out there that are going, how do you do that? Because we all have challenges. It might be the crappy cup of coffee we bought. They didn't make it right. That's a silly example. But we also have huge challenges that we face. So how do you switch your mindset in a way that allows you to look past what we most of us perceive as a problem or a challenge and make it into an opportunity? Did, did I poise that question right? Oh, no, no, that's perfect. And and this is something I try to teach because I used to teach music business classes. And it, it's something I try to teach the next generation is always and always use a statement. I got my big boy pants on. I'm always wearing my big boy pants, right? I'm never wearing diapers. I'm never whining or complaining about anything. I always got my big boy pants on. <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, growing up um, when, you know, we were in NWA and, you know, later on we found out that our manager was ripping us off and, you know, stealing money. Jeez, how many times me. have I heard that story? I had John Oates on the show that ended up completely broke. Yeah, it happened. So I, I, I was luckily the first one in the group to figure it out. And instead of me sticking around for the ride, I was like, oh, nope, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm out. And it was kind of like going forward. I knew what to look for going forward. So that's what I mean. It wasn't a detriment to me. It wasn't like, oh my God, I had to struggle. No, it happened. I went, okay, don't do that again. And everything from that point on was going smooth because I had navigated my life in a way to where I looked for things when I build business. And it really, really taught me to focus on business first and, you know, everything else after that, you know, take care of your business, take care of setting up your vision and then you know you'll have minimal um issues going forward and i think that's how i kind of live what i do and i tell people like no matter what like oh yeah like right now the beautiful car that i i let you i sent you a picture of i drive a amg gts right yes sweet it's been in the shop for a couple weeks because there was a recall on the ignition coils that's fine whatever it was misfiring one day i'm like oh well car is in the shop okay not a big deal. They'll fix it and we'll move on. And that's kind of how I look at things. It'll get fixed and then we'll move on. It seems like the the way you do that in your own mind is you, as soon as something comes up, you've already assumed a solution. Yeah. Is that a good way to say it? That's a good way. And it's not even a solution. It's just kind of like part of the air I breathe. Us being human beings on this planet Earth, we got to understand that not everything is always going to be 100%. But if you take that in and accept it, as part of daily life, you know, you wake up, you're sleepy, you stub your toe and you're like, ow, five minutes later, you forgot all about it. You're fine. Unless you broke it, you know, yeah. or whatever. And that's kind of, I look at my daily life. Like there's always going to be that stub toe or thing that happens here or there, but you manage it and you deal with it. And you just, if you accept it as part of everyday life, then you're fine. Well, that's a great way to go through life. And boy, it certainly must reduce your stress level, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. I have no stress level, you know. And I tell you this now, I'm not a perfect citizen on planet Earth. That nothing bothers me. Don't get me wrong. If you get me in traffic and idiots are cutting me off, then I got an issue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you live in LA, you got to deal with it, and there's nothing you can do about it. So you kind of go, and then you're fine. Well, at least we have uh, books on tape and uh, podcasts to listen to and obviously great music. Uh, So there's all these options to kind of cool yourself down and realize, you know, it's just going to take a little while, especially in Los Angeles. And you explore new things like, you know, since I produce music, I really don't listen to uh, much music as much as I normally would in the car. You know, I'm like listening to I'm on a new comedy kick. I listen to comedy radio and I listen to comedy rap and things like that. So, um, not comedy rap. Com- I want to say comedy rap, comedy radio. <laughs> well, there could and, be. Com- and- I'm thinking. You know, you hear rappers. How about a yeah, comedy rapper? I guess. They're- well, you know, you remember. I don't know if you know. Um, I was part of a group called Bobby, Jimmy, and the Critters, and we did comedy rap. We were like the Weird Al Yankovic of rap. Oh my god, time. that's right. That was, uh, oh my go gosh. That stuff. <laughs> but um, but for me now, you know, I kind of been listening to just stand up. And then I got deep into Seinfeld stand up and now I'm listening to his uh, interviews and he's deep into some other things, which I think I'm going to use and apply to when I drive on a track and I race or actually when I'm in traffic because he uses transcendental meditation. He really swells, swears by transcendental meditation, does it twice a day. And he says it it's changed his life. I'm like, well, I could try it. Well, TM, I remember that came out back when I was a kid in the 60s and it was a big thing. I remember my parents getting into it and there was a lady in our street that would teach it and my first employer really was into it. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a very healthy, it's a very healthy thing. A lot of my guests have talked about that. I just got to figure out how to do it right. My brain is always like, Going too fast or something. I don't know, but I I think I'm with you. I think it's a good thing for any of us to learn to help. So we already talked about that 76 Mercury Capri. I always ask my guests about a very special vehicle in their life. Is that the special vehicle for you or is there maybe another one you have a great story about? So that was my first car, which actually caught on fire and burned up. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that dual side draft Weber carburetor I put on, I took it to a just random place to get it tuned up and they didn't know what they were doing and they kind of tuned it wrong and driving down the street one day and it misfired a couple of times and caught on fire. So, oh well. Mm. But uh, I think I got to say my favorite car out of all the cars that I've actually had is not even an expensive car. It was like a, a Porsche 944. Oh yeah. Awesome cars. Love that car. For some reason, I just love that car. And, you know, I got that, drove that for a while. And then I had an accurate NSX, which I love to death, which I'd never sold that because those things are worth a lot of money now. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, I've been through a lot, a lot of cars. And I think I still got to say the Porsche 944 was was the one for me. Well, that car was very interesting because when it came out, it was part of Porsche's attempt to kind of go away from the rear engine air cooled. And, you know, all of us 911, I've had lots of 911s. That's my car of choice. And all of us were like fighting and saying, no, don't do it. But that car was incredibly successful on the racetrack. Maybe that's part of why you liked it. It had that 50-50 weight uh, you know, uh, balance in it. And that thing went on to, I mean, be super successful in GTP, Le Mans, um, all sorts of different racing. Uh, really nice car. I've got a friend who's got two of those he's found. And I still kind of poo-pooed him until I, I'd never driven one. I went and drove one. I went, this is nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, favorite car. And uh, I saw one actually at the airport 
about a month and a half ago. Now, whoever owned it, it was like the 944 Turbo, which didn't have the front bumper. It was kind of like more flat in the front and had a little di- the different lights. And it was the cleanest version of that car I'd seen. It looked like it was brand new off the showroom. I wanted to just sit there and wait for him to come. <laughs> and, and buy go, it from him. Wow. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, they're beautiful cars. So I'm going to crawl into your skull a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be your car psychologist today. This is a uh, sometimes a challenging question for people, but I, you're a very uh, a good thinker, so I think you're going to have a good time with this. If you were reincarnated, another pun, manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive of yourself, the man in the mirror, as a vehicle. What would you be, but more importantly, why? I would be a Koenigsegg Azera or a Koenigsegg, um, what's the new one? Oh, the one. <laughs> Koenigsegg one. Love that car. And the only reason being, being it's, it's that company, you know, Victor Von Koenigsegg and that whole team is pushing the envelope of automotive racing and just regular driving around, you know, because they have this four-door car that's, it's a, not even a four-door, it's a two-door car, two-door Lamborghini Doris, you know, car, right. 1600 horsepower, uh, hybrid. That's a road car mm. is you can put more people that are six foot 10 in. And I'm like, this is the future of automotive is these beautiful works of art that go fast, but are very, very safe. And I think that that would be me. That would be my car. And then, you know, when I get older, I would be probably, uh, Porsche Speedster, because it's just that body is just classic. And hopefully when I'm older, I'll have a classic body. (laughs) (laughs) We all hope for that. That's for sure. Yeah. Koenigsegg, holy cow. Uh, Crazy, crazy. But, you know, these these supercars and there's a bunch of them. I've had many guests on the show that are moving into that EV world. And if you want a fast car that looks good, I mean, that's where everything's going. And you can't beat EVs on speed. My goodness. So pretty cool. So I know that you like to help others and give back. And one of the ways you've done this is through the Boys and Girls Club of Metro Los Angeles. Yeah. You were part of a, a great program to gift, uh, I think it was 70 desktop computers to help kids increase their technology and access for students. Is that your, I mean, is that one of the things that means a lot to you, especially growing up where you grew up, where you saw a lot of kids challenged in their neighborhood and, and leading them down the wrong path. They just didn't have access to things that maybe other people do. Yeah, I mean, 1,000%. Like, actually, this Thursday, we're launching um, a beautiful facility by a company called Solar Impact. They do a lot of stuff in Opportunity Zone. So we've got Solar Impact. We're opening up this huge facility called the Solar BI, which is kind of connected to what we're talking about. They actually bought the old Firestone tire plant in South L.A. and turned it into an eSport arena, tech center, everything for kids. And, you know, um, I own a PC company called goat with three G's and we're actually all my computers are in there with the help of some of my partners, EVGA and I buy power. And we're, we're building this amazing facility. So I'm all about what, you know, like not being arrogant again, I want to create a whole bunch of me Mm. young kids that grow up to want to inspire, create, and just, you know, envision the future. And if you give them the tools, they'll do that. Well, of course. Yeah, the tools and support. And uh, wow, tremendous what you're doing. My hat's off to you. What so many communities need right now. And there's so many people that can do this and help. Maybe they just don't know how. So some of you listeners out there that have the means, 
Get in touch with Arabian and uh, see how he's done this because there's some great ways to help young people. Uh, I think it'll solve a lot of the social problems we have these days too because one thing I've always noticed is when people have a future in their mind and they have a way to get there and they see a path to get there, they're all for that. But a lot of people don't even have that vision. They don't even believe they can get there, but you're, you're enabling a lot of great things. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. How about a great book you'd like to share? We love books here at Cars, yeah? Oh, wow. Books. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harry Potter. Don't give no laugh, but Harry Potter is my, that's my go-to book right there. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, here we got SpongeBob, Harry Potter. I think you're just a big kid. I am. I'm a big kid. But, you know, if you think about Harry Potter, there's a lot of different modes of transportation in Harry Potter as well. You know, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, my kids love those books. Uh, in fact, my son was here this week, and I've got a daughter who's 33 and a son who's 28, and we've got some of their stuff still left here at the house. And I had the whole Harry Potter series where my son said, don't get rid of these books. These are all like first prints of Harry Potter. And uh, yeah, they always took really good care of those books, but it was fun to give them books that were in so big and in-depth at the age that they could really start to think. And, and it creates dreamers, you know, books like that. There you that. go. And that's what we need for this future is dreamers. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive. I think we may have touched on one of the answers to this question. I'm going to park any car in your garage. You can take it anywhere you want and you can go with anybody in the world plus or somebody who's deceased. So you could pull somebody out of the past and bring them with you on this drive. Are we going to be in a Koenigsegg? No. No. (laughs) No, not for that. For that, I would think it would be me and the homie Prince, who's passed on, love Prince, and going cross country, just talking music and theory. We would probably be in my favorite. So I would say the Koenigsegg is, it's not out of reach, but I would be eating pork and beans and crackers for about two, three years. We're talking about a $3 million car, and I would never spend that kind of money on a car but my favorite car which is in reach which i have an order for is the amg t amg gt black series oh my god so we have the black series and head across country you know when those the a the mercedes black series first came out uh they were at uh, i think it was the coil event years ago and they were letting people drive those things and i've always been a porsche guy i mean i have admire mercedes amg of course is like i also am a bmw guy i've had many m3s so it's kind of like the m series for the mercedes and i got in that car i didn't want to get out of it i, I just went oh my goodness and i just had another guest on the show who has one the original ones going back now the, now the one you're looking at the new version oh, yeah. Holy cow. But he just said, you know, that was one of those things that I always wanted back when I could finally afford one. And he bought it right before they now they're going through the stratosphere again, as collector cars are. But that would be a pretty cool ride. And with Prince, I mean, somebody like I mean, to me, Prince was one of those out of the boundary guys in music. It's like David Bowie. I mean, do things you need to go. What? Oh, my gosh. Where did that that come from? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny, too? I got to say this. 
the reason I picked Prince is one, because I'm a big fan and two is strategic. He doesn't weigh that much. So <laughs> he doesn't weigh the car now. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a good race car driver. He's the right size. Yeah. He can fit in any yeah. car. Arabian, this has been a delight. And, you know, as I said at the beginning, I wasn't quite sure like, okay, wait a minute, a rapper on cars yet? Incredible person you are. And I'm so happy I was able to share your story and just some of the many things you're doing and no doubt many things in the future. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of inspiration or wisdom. I know one of your great sayings is simple, innovate, create, repeat. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me. As, if somebody asks me who I am, that's me. That's you. Innovate. Yeah. Create. You know, yeah. when you can simplify what you're about, I did that with cars. Yeah. Inspiring automotive enthusiast. If you can narrow it down to two, one word, two words, three words, uh, it's really magical. And definitely for you, innovate, create, repeat. That works for you. That can work for any of you listeners out there. Just follow the Arabian Prince's advice. Innovate, create, repeat. How can people learn more about you and all the many things you're doing? They can go look me up at OG Arabian Prince on my social medias. It's just OG and Arabian Prince. Or you can go to my website, innovatenext.com, spelled very creatively because I'm creative. I-N-O-V, the number eight, and N-E-X-T.com. You can check out my computer stuff. And I'm not doing, I just like the computer stuff. It's goat.com with three Gs. Um, MDDAO is MDDAO.com, M-D-D-A-O.com. Also are amazing driven which is spelled creatively as well, D-R-I-V-Y-N.com. Check us out. I mean, I'm doing so many amazing things. I've got a few more amazing things coming um, because I'll never stop. What a life. I'll make sure I put links to all these on Arabian show notes page on the Cars Yeah website so you can check him out. I think if you have an idea about rappers and who they are, this guy is going to blow that into the weeds uh, for you listeners. So I encourage you to follow what he's doing. This Arabian, you're doing some cool stuff. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to David Triana at Otter PR. He's the one who connected me with Arabian. Amen. Yeah, David, <laughs> the team there has really done a great job of bringing me some marvelous guests. I want to thank you guys for that. Hey, Arabian, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing your expertise, uh, your wisdom, your inspiration. This has been a true delight. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. It's your boy, OG Arabian Prince from the world's most dangerous group, NWA. I've had an amazing time here at Cars Yeah. And you need to tune in anytime you have time and check out the amazing guest on Cars Yeah. I had a blast. Me too. This was cool. I want to ride in that new GT Black Series when it shows up, okay? Yeah, thank you, sir. Have a great day. You too, my friend. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.